0: What's going on, everybody? We are back with The Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 18, and I've had a lot of questions about relationships and how to be in a relationship when you're dieting and all these other things. So instead of you guys hearing it from me, I brought on two IFBB pros that are in a relationship together and are married and have been able to make it work. So we're going to ask them if you guys want to say hello. Hey, thanks for
1: having us, man.
0: Melissa, are you are you there? Hi, hi. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess you guys both here. I want to ask you guys some stuff first. So, Melissa, I know you took some time off recently. Yes. And I didn't um, – I don't know if maybe I wasn't paying attention to the captions in your posts enough, but I just know that you took some time off. Do you want to get into why you took some time off?
2: I mean, you haven't missed anything. I don't think I really – was specific about the time off because there wasn't honestly a real reason for the time off. Mm -hmm. It wasn't planned. It wasn't on purpose. It was almost a bit of a, I don't want to say mental breakdown, but like I lost something in, in my focus, in my drive that I, that kind of prevented me from moving forward with my competition season this year.
0: So, So no i just want to ask was it a break from competition or was it a break from social media or was it just a break from everything
2: it was everything it was it was the gym it was social media it was competing it was dieting it was like i i feel like i lost myself for a bit yeah and uh i don't think i coped very well and instead of kind of what I normally do is like I cope and I push myself and I move on. I kind of isolated myself for a few months and wasn't in the gym. I wasn't on social media. I wasn't seeing my friends. I wasn't present for my husband. Like there was a lot of things going on that kind of made me realize that I needed to look inside and figure out what was going on and figure out how to fix it and kind of learn from it. So the next time anything happens like this again, I don't get so far deep into that.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've had periods in my career where I was like, I just want to shut it all down. Yeah. Usually for me, it lasts like three days, and then I kind of shake myself out of whatever funk I'm in. Yeah. Obviously, you're talking about something more dramatic than that, but
2: I've I've had things post show that have lasted probably I was I don't know four weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. You know, like like shitty post-show blues things like that but like I honestly think this happened to me at the end of my year last year okay he called it an adrenaline dump after my last year after the wedding and I think to fix that in my head I was like well I'm gonna apply for the Arnold and I'm gonna prep for that and instead of fixing what was going on with me it actually made it worse yeah so it's
1: and then it was kind of like a one led to the next then obviously because you were doing it to fix something then it just led to a very miserable arnold prep which resulted in miserable showing which then exasperated the original issue which then kind of led
0: to this last so wait a minute let me let me back you guys up so you you did the olympia how'd you do with the olympia
2: i came 12.
0: okay and then after the olympia you guys got married not long after that right
2: uh a month later almost to the day yeah
0: and then everything was fine and then after you got married you kind of like hit a wall a little bit
2: I was just like I feel like I was searching for something.
0: So is this thought, is this is this Ian's fault then? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was, actually, I, was just, <laughs> I was really
2: scared to to even talk to him about it because I was like, oh my god, he's gonna think like, fuck. I just yeah. I just married him and now you can sudden,
0: swear. You can swear it's okay. Go on.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. I just, I didn't want him to take it personally. And it was, it's, it's hard to explain when you're in a, in this mental state like that. You almost don't yeah. understand what's going on yourself, let alone you trying to explain it to your partner.
0: Yeah. So, and I guess, so then after that, you decided to push through and do the Arnold.
2: Well, I, I, he coaches me, right? Yeah. So I spoke to him about it. I was like, what do you think about me applying for the Arnold? He's like, well, I think you'll get in this year. He's like, do I think it's a good idea? No, I think you need a break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm good. He was yeah. like, "Okay, I I think you should like think about it for a week and then revisit it." And I think yeah. within that week, I honestly applied, anyways. Yeah. And uh, I decided to do it, and he obviously supported me. But I think he knew that it wasn't.
1: I just knew you weren't in the right mental yeah frame of mind to like, you know, to to begin an undertaking like that. And I think after, yeah. you know, and I, I could tell that she was doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think it was a lot because. The year prior, she had applied for the Arnold and didn't get accepted. Yeah. Well, I think this year it was like she had a big year. You know, she won Tampa Pro, which was a huge show. She was, you know, what you did five shows, you were in the top three or four every show. Yeah. You you improved on your placing from the previous year. Then we got married. Like there's so many things. And then it was like, okay, let's just take some time. Let your mind relax. You know, get back to kind of square one. You know, just like let's chill for a bit here. And then maybe make that decision. I think she was just kind of riding the high. And I think also kind of as like a vendetta to like, you know, redeem herself for not getting, you know, into yeah. a year prior, and not really because she wanted to do it, you yeah. know, or anything more than just that, right?
0: So, did you follow through and go through with it, or did you just sit back and take a break?
3: No, she did it.
2: I did it.
0: Okay, sorry. I'm sorry if I don't know.
2: No, I'm
4: glad well. you don't know. Because <laughs> I'm you
3: embarrassed.
0: <laughs> well, you weren't happy with your look. You weren't happy with the place. where did where did you place?
2: Dead last. Dead last.
0: Oh, okay. So it wasn't just- your.
2: No, I think it was the worst I've ever
3: looked. Amateur pro anything.
0: The worst I've ever looked. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize that people think you just pick a show and you decide to do one for fun or you decide to do one because you think it's easy or because it's glamorous or whatever show it is. But I don't think people realize that once, like you guys know, but I don't think the fans realize that once you lock into a show, your whole mindset has to click over to like this entirely different place. And like you said, you weren't there. So you're not going to be able to bring your best, obviously.
2: I also, like, I'm the type of person that I'm not going to commit to something and back out. Like, yeah. I also didn't even think of that as an option. Mm-hmm. As soon as I applied and was accepted, even I didn't even send in my form. I was like, well, you were accepted. You better go. This, is, yeah. this You better respect that and go. And I... I forced myself to prep and then I started seeing people dropping out for personal reasons and I was like was this even an option like could I yeah. have actually but I'm not that type of person. I now looking back maybe it would have been better but
0: Yeah. I don't think I'd
2: ever drop out of a
0: show. I um I used to think like you until I forced myself to do one and I had the same result. I I, I found in my career I've had like two or three shows that I forced myself to do based on whatever reason. And they're always the worst shows for me. Yeah. So I learned now that if I'm not ready, if I'm not mentally there, I'm not doing it. Like I, I'll back out. Like if it's too close, I'm not going to back out. But like in your situation, like 10 weeks out, something like that, I would have been like, you know what? It's not for me.
2: Well, it's funny too, because looking back, I think if I had, backed out of the show i wouldn't have missed this whole season mm. because i decided to push through and then it compounded on the way i was feeling before i i missed this whole year right like i didn't step on stage once so mm. it, it's there's a bit of regret there and i don't think i've ever really felt that way like i don't think i've ever even said out loud that i have regrets but that, mm. that for sure is like it's a regret
0: 100%. you're still how old are you guys 28 Oh, you're still – it doesn't matter if you miss a year, man. You're 28.
2: <laughs> I'm sure next year I'll probably be like, oh, it doesn't matter. But, like, yeah. right now seeing people go to the Olympia and, like, knowing that I want to and could and should be up there, it's hard. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. So,
0: you know? yeah. so, Ian, so, um, Ian you – I noticed something about your social media this year. Mm-hmm. You kind of hid away for a long time in the off offseason. Was, was that on purpose or No.
1: Uh, I mean, I did, especially, like, in, beginning into my prep into Toronto Pro, and I find for me, especially for the first show of the year, like, I get into my head looking at the other guys competing too much, um, you know, and, and I and I think into it way more than I should, you know, and I, I let that kind of dictate, and I've already placed myself in the show before I've even got on stage, you know. I look at the guys that are doing the show, and I'm like, oh, you know, I can beat this guy, I can't beat this guy, I can beat this guy, you know. I'm sure we all do it, but I sometimes I let that, like, really dictate my prep. And I I feel like if I know I'm not going to win the show, then I, I put less than, you know, optimal, you know, energy into it both mentally and physically. I don't
3: know, I don't know about that. No,
1: but I, I think I, I let it defeat me. And I think this year when I was just like, I'm just not going to do play that game at all. I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to do my prep and just, you know, focus on me. And I mean, that showing didn't end up being great. I mean, I, I came second, but it wasn't like a stellar lineup by any means yeah. me. um, You know, it was... You know, I, I I think it was probably a detriment. Honestly, when I look back at it, I think I should have been more present and you know kept playing my game like I was, um, you know, just doing my thing and not worrying about everybody else. But um, but you know, at the time, that
2: was kind of my mindset. Yeah. Well, it's, know, it's almost is- like it's almost like you avoid.
1: It is. It's an avoidance. It's, like, it's like
2: avoidance, right? Like I don't want to show people. I don't really want to look. Because- and it's also like
1: I don't want to hear people's feedback and criticism, and if it like puts me back mentally, you know, like if yeah. I put up a picture and like. You know, one guy makes a comment like, oh, like, you know, something looks, he looked better last year. Oh, he, something's, you know, like and then my whole fucking, like, I'm too mentally <laughs> weak. <He's> extremely,
2: <laughs> extremely affected by these like yeah. bullshit social media.
0: I think it'll get, uh, I think it'll get easier for you as you get older. So I, what I hear from you is almost like, and for, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like a little bit of self-sabotage. Oh, like no. if, like what you were saying about, if you think you're going to lose the show, you oh. might not work as hard. I don't know if you're not working as hard, but is it almost like yourself?
1: I I, I think I give, I'll I'll reframe that. I think I give 120% into every show I do. I don't think I've ever given a subpar effort in terms of like, you know, my training or slacking on my diet or like anything. I've never cheated on diets. I never training. Nothing like that. I'm just saying like my will in terms of like I've already... I already know I'm not going to win, and it's just like I'm mentally defeated before I even stage.
0: I know what you mean. It's almost like a, it's almost, it's almost like a feeling you have inside. You're not like you said. I, I'm the same way. I'm not going to skimp on my diet. I'm no. not going to skimp on my training. But if I'm doing the Olympia, like when I did the Olympia in '08, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to win. No, it's not the same feeling going to a show when you know you have a chance of winning versus when you know you're going to be like you know 10th to 15th or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean
1: and 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 toronto was and see i've had that mindset in the past and toronto was a show i really thought i could win this year
2: you were faking it though what does like, that mean like you know that like mindset when people are like i'm going in to win yeah Ian was saying that yeah it was like but i, was I think to he, did, he didn't believe
4: it
0: i've been there yes yeah.
2: so instead of like there, there's, there's three things. You can either actually be the person that goes into every show, believing they can win. And probably that's the, the optimal way to think. Yeah. Then maybe, then there's, maybe it's yeah. also lying to yourself and yeah. saying it and not believing it. And then there's also the people that are like, Oh, I'm just going in it to have fun. Or whatever, right?
0: <laughs> well, there's a fourth, there's a four, there's me. The fourth, fourth is me. I don't, I don't go in and say I'm going to win. I don't say I'm going in for fun. I'm just like, look, I'm bringing the best thing I can bring, and the judges are going to decide. I don't see, I don't ever, I don't ever play that game where I'm like, I'm going to win. I don't like being that guy, yeah, because then it adds like for me, I I don't deal with pressure very well sometimes. Yeah. So if I put something out in public, like, oh, I'm going to kill this show, I'm going to beat everybody.
3: Yeah.
0: Now I have an added pressure that wasn't there before. Yeah. So I play the game where I'm just like, I'm going to look my best, and then that pressure is not there. No one's. You know and I think I mean? that's
1: why Toronto, like, that, after that, that loss was, like, so much harder because I'd set that pressure on myself, you know. Yeah. And even if it was, like, a, a big pressure to kind of convince myself, like she's saying, you know, it, it was still built up there. And I think, you know, same thing. You get into the social media hype of everyone saying, Ian's mean, going to win the show, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And I, I start to believe it a lot myself. And then, you know, I, I let that take control again. And then when I didn't win, you know, when I came second to John, you know, it was just like, you know, it really fucked so, you well, know. you
2: also weren't, you knew you should have looked
1: better. No, I, I knew my, my look. I mean, I, uh, I knew I was not at my best for that show, 100%. Yeah. I looked much better for showings later in the year. Um, but, I mean, it was, you know, still it's, it, it is what it is. And I showed up with what I showed up with. And I can't be like, oh, if I showed up better. It's like, well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't show up better and John beat me. And that
2: 20, yeah, but, 2019
1: Toronto Pro is over and I lost. But listen, so it's, it's,
2: it's almost, it's harder to come second when you look at yourself and you know you should have looked better. If you come second and you look at yourself and you're like shit, I look yeah. amazing. You know <laughs> what
0: the har- but you know what the hardest thing is is when you take second and you know you should have took first. Yeah. Well, you're right run- once you run into that, then you're going to be really pissed off. <laughs> I've
2: been there a couple times, to be honest.
3: I mean, and
1: see like the thing is when I did Vancouver, you know, I came fourth in Vancouver, but I was very happy with how I looked or like Tampa where I came third, I was extremely happy with how I looked. And even though it wasn't a second place, like it was in Toronto, you know, based off the lineup and based off how I looked, I was ecstatic with those places. Yeah. I mean, the placing meant nothing. I could have been 14th and I, you know, maybe if I'd been 14th, I would have cried, but I'm saying, you know, the, place, the placing was more secondary than the look, you know, yeah. Yeah. where in Toronto, the look was secondary to the placing. And I, I let that kind of take control of me, right?
0: I know what you mean. I'm like that too. You always want to put your best foot forward Yeah, and you work so hard in the gym for those 12 or 16 weeks or whatever leading up to it. So if that last day you're like 5% off, you're like, it feels like it was all wasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I worked so hard and I missed it by like that sliver. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So I understand what you mean. So, okay. Explain to me this. Um, How does it feel? And I'm not trying to like, this, I just really want to know how you feel about it. So you looked amazing at Tampa. I thought that was your best look. Um, how did you feel when you missed your Olympia, Olympia qualification, and how many points did you miss it by?
1: I missed by one
0: point. It's all Luke's fault.
1: <laughs> well, well, I guess it's Luke or Dexter's. If Dexter yeah. had just thrown up, Luke would have won. Luke would have been off the points. I would have qualified. That's right. Or if Luke had just beat Dexter, then, yeah, I would have been either way. <laughs> um you know, I mean, there was a couple of scenarios like that. I mean, Portugal was a, you know, a, a nightmare too. I mean, there was a couple that were like, you know, I, I can look back and be like, ah, if things had gone a little bit different. You know, I could have got there. Um, you know, it's, I have very mixed feelings about the season. I mean, I had two showings I was very happy with, you know, Vancouver and Tampa I was very happy with. Uh, and then I had two like Toronto and Portugal that I wasn't so happy with. So it was, was kind of like mixed feelings, um, you know, but it's, yeah, missing the the Olympia, obviously. I think it would have been worse if I'd ended my season. And this is why I did Tampa to end with. Like, I knew the circumstances had to line up so perfectly for me to to qualify at that point. I knew, like, you know, because Lucas was doing the show and Luke, and they were both ahead of me in points that I'd have to beat, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was so many yeah. contingencies that had to happen, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, that was really, I didn't do Tampa to qualify for the Olympia. I mean, in my mind, that was just like, I'm not qualifying if I do that's awesome if I don't that's kind of what I expected it was really like after Portugal man I had such like a feeling of like unrest and distaste like I couldn't end my season like that if, yeah. if I went and hung myself in it up after that the season would have just felt like such a sour taste in my mouth and I don't think I could have like had that focus going into the off season, you know that I that I really needed you know yeah. um, and I, I so that's really why I did Tampa you know and I think because I ended on a good showing and a good placing and a really good show, um, you know, it kind of eased that blow of not qualifying for the Olympia. Mm -hmm. But like I said, if I'd ended with Portugal, yeah, it would have been, I would have been, you know, it would have been shit. But yeah, yeah, I think it made it a little better. I mean, you know, it's, honestly, after doing those four shows, I know this might sound like a selfish thing because like the Olympia is that the, what the whole point of this is in a lot of ways I think if I would qualified, I think like mentally after Tampa, I was just done, you
3: know, yeah.
1: like I think I would have been, I would have felt like I was giving, I wouldn't have been better at the Olympia than Tampa. I don't think so.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I think, I don't think my mind was in it the same at that point. Um, you know, it, it kind of sucks too. Cause like I look at the lineup this year and I think I could have done decent, you know, yeah. I think I could have improved on my 14th from last year. I think I could have been in that, you know, eight to 12 spot. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that would have been an improvement. But I mean, like like you said we said earlier, like I'm twenty-eight. This isn't gonna be the last time I qualify for the Olympia. Yeah. You know, there'll be other opportunities. And just that I, you know, ended on that good note, I, I I'm okay with it, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's a good point. Um I did three shows in twenty fifteen and when I won uh I won Orlando and I won Vancouver, and they're like, Are you gonna do the Olympia? And I planned to. Mm-hmm. But then I did Tampa Bay, and by the time I was done Tampa Bay, I'm like I just, I don't got it anymore. Like I think people think it's easy to just keep doing show after show after show. And like when I see you do four shows, I'm like, that's not only physically draining, but it's mentally draining.
1: Yeah. And And I think, I think physically I was, I was fine. I felt healthy. I felt good. My training was good. I felt everything. It was honestly the mental aspect. And it was, especially after, you know, a couple of the shows like, like, uh, like Portugal and Toronto, that kind of like sucked the will out of me a little bit, you know? And I just knew that I needed like, I wanted to go back to the drawing board. I wanted to end it on a good note, go back to the drawing board improve, and come back next year. And just like, you know, feel confident about going into that season. You know? So I I think it was just like, you know, I was just ready to hang it up at that point. Mentally for sure.
0: So how do you guys deal with this thing emotionally together? So, uh, Melissa's going through a little bit of a period where she's backed out of the sport and you're doing four shows. So you're kind of like on opposite ends of the spectrum. So how is married life during that time? Like, it, like, is Melissa able to, like, Melissa, are you able to not kind of worry about your problems and still be there for them? Or are you guys just doing your own things?
2: I mean, I don't think couples ever do their own things. I me, and mean,
0: my, me and my wife have.
2: Okay. I don't, I don't think have never really been there. I think, uh.
0: I don't, I don't mean it for one sec. Sorry to interrupt. I don't mean it in a bad way. Like my wife gets so busy with work sometimes. That if I'm prepping for a show, I'm prepping by myself. Yeah. You know, she's not there to, like, cheer me on or, like, cook my food or, like, do any shit like that. It's just I'm getting ready for a show, and she's working full-time doing her thing, and we have our own separate lives. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I mean.
2: I mean, I'm sure Ian probably felt a little bit of absence from me, especially in terms of the cheerleader aspect. And, like, I wasn't going to the gym with him every day. We weren't doing cardio in the morning every day. I – I wasn't super driven. So I think he probably was like watching me be like that. And he felt completely opposite in terms of his goals and his drive. And I'm sure it was frustrating.
0: Does that, does that, and I'm sorry if this is getting too deep, you guys can like stop me whenever you want. Does that hurt your relationship at all? Because I got to a place with my wife where I was totally like, we don't train together. Like she just started training again recently, like three weeks ago, but for ten years, I train by myself. I do cardio in the morning by myself. All that stuff. Like, is it hard for you, Ian, or either one of you can answer? Is it hard for the on the relationship when your normalcy changes?
2: I think I think what happened, and I don't know if it even has anything to do with like our normalcy. I think Ian started to miss the person that I truly am. I yeah. think I
4: like.
2: Me, as a person in my core, I'm a driven, goal-oriented, happy, funny, loud person. You know what I mean? My energy is extremely... It's its positive. contagious. It's positive, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think he, he missed that. And I honestly had a lot of guilt watching him go through this season and knowing that I wasn't able to be the partner that he deserves and that mm-hmm. I want to be for him. But I also... He, he never once made me feel like I wasn't being enough, you know what I mean Yeah, yeah said anything. He still was doing his thing, and I love him for that. I couldn't j I, I honestly don't think I could have gone through this without him. yeah I don't want to cry.
0: <laughs> don't, don't, don't cry I'm sorry, so okay we'll, switch, so well I'll give you a break for one second let's I want to ask Ian how was it for you? Honestly, like, obviously, you didn't want to add pressure to her by like making her feel bad. But was it a lot harder for the first time? Like, I don't know when the last time you like no, prepped by no, yourself,
1: I can, I can do my own thing. I mean, I can pre- I can make my food, I can do my cardio. And like, I can I can manage by myself perfectly fine and do that. It's, you know, it really like, it was just hard for me to like, watch her go through that more than anything, you know, and like feel like I was kind of like helpless to do anything for her, you know, yeah. and like, even when I try and talk about it with her it's like she didn't even really know what she felt and what was going on at the time you know obviously looking back in hindsight I think she can analyze it a bit better um but at the time you know she really didn't and for me like I kind of felt like paralyzed in that aspect in the relationship where I felt like I couldn't do anything for her you know um so so that was definitely hard I mean you know in terms of my prep you know I don't think it affected my prep any anything at all um but I mean, you know, from a relationship standpoint, I mean, it was definitely hard to, to watch her go through it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I want to ask you a, a more bodybuilding related question. How is it for you? Okay. You're prepping for four shows, but you're also a coach and you also, you coach uh, Chris Bumstead, Melissa's brother yeah. and you coach Melissa, but she's not competing right now. But how many clients do you have while you're doing four shows?
1: Oh, I, during contest season, I never take on more than like 20, 25.
0: That's still a lot to deal yeah, with right now, like
1: during most of the season, I would say for the bulk of the season, I had 15 to 20.
0: Like I have like three when I'm dieting for a show. I'm like, I have three. I, I, like, I don't like take
1: on Kate. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll clarify that. I don't take on 20 that are all doing shows during the season. I, I have like that stick with me all year round. They might just be an off season or prepping, starting, you know, doing a show next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are obviously less demanding clients,
0: you yeah.
3: know,
1: to deal with, right? You know, it's not, um, but I mean, there was a few weekends, like when I competed in Tampa, I had two guys compete that same day that I was competing.
0: How tough uh, is that?
1: You just gotta, I mean, it's tough, but for me, especially because like we talked about earlier with the, the Toronto and the social media thing, I could kind of be a head case with that, you know, and to have something to like keep my energy on and distract me a little bit. is kind of nice, you know, yeah, yeah. And when it's like, not too many, it's not like 10 clients, it's just two, um, you know, so I can kind of you know, focus on them and invest my energy in them. And then I'm just following whatever my coach has tell me to do, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm kind of just robotically doing what I need to do. And then I'm doing for them. Right. I see. Um, so, you no, know, I, I never find it. Like I have had 2016 or is it 2017, 2016. I did Toronto pro. Um, you did 2016 Toronto pro with me near You Nathan one. No. Did
0: I? Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, this year I did like four weeks worth of prep. Yeah,
1: i did that toronto pro and i had like 14 clients in the amateur show
0: oh my god
1: and that was a fucking nightmare yeah
4: I mean, yes. and, yes. and she
1: competed as well yeah. oh my so god So at a professional level and then i had yeah like 13 or something amateur clients in the amateur show and that was very difficult
3: I,
0: I couldn't mean, do it
1: no because like the times when you just want to chill in your room put your feet up take a fucking nap you know what i mean like just be completely selfish, you know, whatever you want to do. I had people like coming in and out of my room, like all day wanting to be to look at them, you know? And like, I'm, I'm too like concerned with what other people think to not put my energy into them over myself. So like, I couldn't just be like, yo, fuck off. You know what I mean? I got to show them. And just like, here's your programs, you know, like I couldn't. So it was like, I was putting more energy into them than I was myself. And I mean, that was a terrible showing for me. So and I, I don't know if I can blame it entirely on the clients. There was probably other. You know, well, factors.
0: you can. That's a lot of people, man. Like but
1: It was a lot. And I definitely felt like it was, you know, I definitely wasn't focused in the right ways. And I was, you know, definitely flustered by it all, you know.
0: I, um, I used to try and do that. And I was the guy who was selfish. And I was like, look, just here's your diet. Call me after the show. Let me know what happened. Yeah. And I realized how rude that was as I got a little older. And I'm like, now I just tell people, look, I'm dieting at this time for a show. If you have a show anywhere near that, I can't help you. See, this, so I, this is
1: what I do for the yeah, most part. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless it's guys that I've worked with more... Like, I wouldn't take a new client and take them on for that camp. Yeah, ride. yeah. I get it, yeah. i would worked with before, you know, they knew the jam. You know, they they knew the deal. They knew it was competing. They, you know, set their expectations around that. and And we made things work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that Toronto weekend, I mean, it was... You know, I was...
0: Yeah, I can only, I can only imagine. It
2: was like, it was
1: shitty. I was just, it fl- was, I was just flustered, was so man. Like yeah. I was just super yeah. stressed out. Like, you know, and I just like really was not like, I was completely in coach mode and not in bodybuilder competing mode. You know well, I mean? people,
0: that's what I, that's what I keep going back to with the mental focus and the mental mindset. Like you're, you're in your room and it, and people think, well, you're just sitting there anyway. All you gotta do is eat your food and go on stage. And I'm like, no, no, your phone's blowing up. Like yeah. every 20 minutes with a different client sending you photos or sending you something that went wrong with their own. And then your mind is off worrying about how to fix their problems and not just calm and worrying about your own show. So,
1: also, you know, when you have clients that are freaking out and that's stressing you out because that's right. You them to do the best you can, because you're kind of partly responsible for their success. Right. Yeah. You no. Know, so when I have a, you know, you have one or two clients in there, they're like, man, I look like shit or oh, I'm holding water. Or, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, can I come to your room and you look at me you know and then that starts getting you a little stressed out, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: really what I, I felt. I felt like kind of yeah. like emotional transference from them to me, you know.
0: Yeah. So. so what what is on the agenda for you guys? Like Melissa, are you competing this year? This 2020?
3: Yeah, I'm going to
2: the in
0: 2020. <laughs> Hopefully so am I. Where what uh what show are you starting with?
2: Um I'm hoping to do Arnold Australia.
0: Oh, is that your first one you want to do?
2: Yeah. If not, uh, I'll do something else earlier and then I'm going to do Toronto Pro too next year.
0: Can you guys uh, – Ian, you're probably going to go with her to Australia, right?
1: Uh, depends what I'm doing. I mean, I was going to – I was thinking of doing Indy, which would have been close, but they moved Indy to May now. Um, so, if in that case, no, I wouldn't have gone with her. Um, it,
2: I don't even think if Ian is, like, debuting later, like, two months later, I would ask uh, him to come
4: with me.
0: See, this <laughs> is actually another question I, I want to get into. How do you guys pick your seat? Like, isn't it easy for you guys to just prep together? Like, wouldn't it be easier for Ian just to do, um, Australia, the Arnold Australia. That way you guys can prep together, fly together, do the show together.
3: We have different goals though.
1: Yeah, we agree. Yeah. I, I do agree with you, but I'm trying to think of this from a strategic standpoint from my, you know, and I know after the Arnold, you're going to get a lot of guys that are going to go to Australia. I know there's going to be a few guys there. I can't be for me. Yeah. My goal is to get to the Olympia. I yeah. need to those and put my energy into shows that I can win. I realistically, I don't think I am at the point right now where I can win the Arnold Australia. Maybe I'll improve it over this offseason. Whatever. But I don't think I'm at that level yet. You also
3: want a bit of a longer offseason. I want
1: the time. And I also know, especially after this year's Toronto, that I want to fucking win Toronto. I don't want to win Armored Australia. I don't want to win Indy. I want to win Toronto. And that's really all I care about.
0: Why do you want to win Toronto so badly?
1: It's just like, especially after this year, man, it's just like a, like I have like a vendetta against that show. (laughs) It's nothing against John or like anything. It's just like, you know, I just want to win that show. And I mean, I don't know if it's like a. Well, what? what do you
3: mean? We
0: did... I think it's like a
3: whole. Yeah, it's just like a historic
1: show in my life, right?
0: You know, I know. Like I... It's like a home turf thing, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like the closest show. And I mean, you know, for me, in terms of competitive standpoint like i feel like i can be the best at that show because i can drive there i can have all my stuff with me you know yeah. what i mean like you know it's i'm not worrying about flying with shit and like you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's it's like it's so much easier to to really be focused and dial in for that one and yeah i mean i don't know i got some you know personal thing against that show now but I, I
0: really <laughs> want that's hilarious so, yeah,
1: I mean, if i was prepping for toronto and she was gonna do australia you know, that's pretty far out. Maybe I would go, maybe I wouldn't. But then, like, I'm also paying for, you know, a super expensive plane ticket to go out there where right. when, I'm probably, when I'm competing, that's covered by A&S, right? It's uh, awesome. But it, it's just to watch her. You know, I'm paying for a, what, $2,000 plane ticket plus hotel, that kind of stuff. Yeah. To watch her, it's like, it's in terms of managing funds for a long season, it's probably
0: not the
2: best. I'm not you. worth it, okay? <laughs> yeah,
0: up. Ian, what's wrong with you? <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, um, okay, so let's put aside um, your strategic Choices for shows for one minute. Is it easier for you guys to, to compete together or separate? I mean, as a couple. Like, I'm just talking to. So you guys can talk to other couples out there.
2: Like same show. Or yeah.
0: Like, like, is it better if you guys do the same show together? Are you happier, or are you happier when like one person's competing and the other person can?
2: I'll answer first. Yeah. You yeah, answer. yeah. Let's
0: hear her first.
2: I don't like doing the same show as Tim. Ian has an extreme emotional response when he's not happy with how he does okay
3: yeah
2: I feel a lot of what Ian feels okay so like, if Ian is upset about how he looks or how he placed or how he posed or something even tiny I feel it it's like I feel it really deep and it affects me okay so I would rather not compete on the same weekend I love to prep at the same time if I have a show one weekend and he has one the next that's perfect for me but like same shows same day it's, it's a
0: lot but you can go through like you said the shows are only a week apart so you're still going through like 10 yeah. or 12 weeks of prep together
2: oh yeah it's, it's, it's literally pre- just the, the show day that i find we handle it very differently i Our,
1: see we enjoy I mean, then exactly
2: you're. you're handle the same. yeah, you're on Shoe the same world, very different.
1: You're, you're on the kind of on the same playing field, you know, we yeah. get up, we do cardio together, you know, we kind of eat our meals all at the same time, you know, everything's, you know, it's not like I'm coming home eating McDonald's in front of her where she's eating, you know, her like fucking three ounces of fish and no carbs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, in that sense, yeah, you know, that's, that's good. And it's not like someone wants to go out and, you know, eat popcorn at the movies and she can't, you know how it is, right? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in that aspect, it's great. And I mean, you know, from an emotional availability standpoint i think we kind of go to the same place when we're prepping so we're like it's everyone's cool no one gets their feelings hurt hurt. you know she understands i understand it's it's all good you know we've done this enough times when you
0: let me interrupt you for one second when you say that i just want to interrupt you because okay so me and my wife got together when you said we kind of know each other and it's all good does that mean like ian could be a hothead or melissa could be a hothead and then you guys just know you're prepping and you walk away from each other
2: no you know us really have uh, our hotheads yeah there, there's nothing like that but what happens is it, the energy that there that there's is available is decreased so yeah. for him to be able to be like oh hi babe i love you you look beautiful yeah those- are like almost extras. There's no more energy. That goes yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> and the first time we did a bodybuilding show, I didn't understand. I was like, "Well,
1: okay, wait. We need to. We need to back up here because
0: you guys got to back way up. Actually, yeah. okay. Let's just start. Okay, just tell me. Uh, this met. is
2: when we met.
1: Melissa didn't even work out. Well, yeah.
0: wait a minute. I want to. Wait a minute. I want to ask. Let, let me <laughs> ask you guys some questions. When did you guys meet? Like, how old were you?
1: 2012. We were 22.
0: Okay, so you're not.
1: 21
0: so you're not like high school sweethearts or anything
1: no we've been together for like seven years yeah
0: okay so okay tell me tell me what you're gonna say when she when you started she wasn't training
1: so when i when we started i had already competed like three times i'd won junior nationals already so i won junior nationals in 2011 um and then we met in 2012 but he was retired wait
0: a minute wait a minute why'd you say junior nationals are you american
1: no, like no, Canadian junior. nationals as a junior. Like
0: little oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. No, I, got, I got lost there. Yeah. As
1: under 21.
0: You know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Not junior nationals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got you.
1: So I had done that in 2011, and then I broke my arm. Did the like the thing to my arm in early 2012, and then after that, I was like, I'm fucking done with competing. You know what I mean? Um, I just wasn't into it at that point.
2: You literally said you were retired.
1: Yeah, well, I you probably I probably said that because I thought girls didn't like competing, so I said that to obviously <laughs> she wanted to hear, not because I was done competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I at that point, yeah, okay, whether it was factual or not, I don't recall it this time. I had told her, or I was thinking I was done with bodybuilding. Um, so then we, you know, began a relationship twenty twelve. And then 2013 came along and I think she could kind of feel, you know, I was, you know, watching bodybuilding stuff.
2: He talked about it a lot. Yeah. Like, I remember meeting him and, like, talking to him about this strange thing called bodybuilding that I had no idea what the fuck it was. Did you think and he was weird? Uh, no. Okay. No, I didn't think he was weird.
1: Like, in what, in what sense? Like, like
2: to that he liked it?
0: No, that he wanted to go on stage in a pair of underwear and pose no, and I show did it. It. I really okay. didn't okay I
2: I was truly fascinated by it okay uh but the way he talked about it like you just knew he was in love with this thing like he was so passionate and I remember saying to him one day like why did why why don't you do it again he was just like I don't know I don't know if I could even be good again like it's just and I kind of was like you need to do it again like you need to try and he he was like I feel like that's, he needed like the smallest push to get It's back.
0: almost like he just needed permission.
2: Yeah. It, was it wasn't like, permission. It, it was just like. It wasn't permission. No, not, not permission no, no, in a bad,
0: not a bad way. He just wanted to know that you were okay with it.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think he wanted to know that, like, he, he needed someone to be like, yo, it's okay. You can do this and you'll be good again. Like, just broke yeah. your firm doesn't mean life is over. Yeah. He kind of. He is an old soul. Like, he was 22 and he'd be speaking like, oh, my career's over. <laughs> <laughs> we're,
4: we're still babies. It's all babies. the past. <laughs> I was like, we're still babies right now. you yeah.
2: So then he just, I don't know, he decided to prep for Ottawa's. Ottawa's 2013.
1: So, like, November 2013.
0: Yeah. Okay. And So, uh, go ahead. Where where did, when did, when did you start, Melissa?
1: Okay, yeah, we got
2: about Well, I mean, I kind of...
1: No. Okay, so say we started got got together 2012. Yeah, I'd say Hmm. like spring 2013. She started coming to the gym with me like daily. You know, working out with him, working out with me, like working out like a a bodybuilder. Like she was doing like hard training, not like not like banded glute kickbacks and like (laughs) box squats. Yeah, Yeah, I mean at this point she was like significantly strong. She was like squatting three plates, deadlifting three plates. Oh shit. Pension, a plate for reps, no problem. I mean, shoulder pressing like 60s. I mean, you know, and this was in three months of training, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and no drugs or anything, I don't think at this point. So, yeah. um, you know, it was like, you know, she just, you know, excelled at a crazy rate, right? Yeah. So then I, yeah, then I decided to do the November 2013 show. Um, and then after I did that, I think then she was kind of like, hey, maybe I'll give this a go. Um, so then she prepared and did Sudbury. 2014. We,
2: we also it was rough the first show he did. Oh yeah, that's,
0: well, that's what. But that's where we got. That's where we were going in the first place. So oh,
2: see, ha- his personality completely changed. I was
3: like, okay,
0: how did you? How did you explain that?
1: Yeah, let me let me explain. And then you
0: no, know. no, I want I want Melissa to explain okay. how okay. she felt about you competing.
2: So I I went from. I'm not even kidding you, feeling like I was this man's most prized possession. He loves me so much that he didn't care if I was alive or not.
1: Okay, okay I, was, I was just, I hadn't competed in a long time. Extreme
2: and I, hyper focus. Exactly. To, to the show.
1: It was like, I was in like so hard and like my mind was just like so in this bodybuilding hey, zone. I literally listen. forgot she existed. Listen,
2: he doesn't have to justify. It's okay. It's understood now. But I know, I she's remember, still married me. I remember he actually we were lying in bed one night, and I I think I said like we don't even cuddle anymore. Like, do you care that I'm here? And he was like, if I could explain it to you, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to touch you, <laughs> oh, but I do. I really do want you to be here, and I want you to be around.
0: It's because true.
2: I, I want your presence because I I need you around me. But just, I I, I just don't want to have a conversation. I can't talk to you.
0: Okay, can I tell you? It's it's so funny you guys say this. So when me and my wife met. It was the exact same thing. She felt like, she told me one day, she's like, I've never felt like this in my life. No guy has ever made me feel like this in my life.
3: This is exactly, yeah.
0: And then six months later, I was getting ready for a show. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And I am the exact same way Ian is. I'm like, I will sit in a room with her. And it's like, she's not even there. I won't even talk to her. She's like sitting right there. And it's like, we're just... We actually broke up because she took it all so personally. She didn't know. She didn't really know. She didn't know. She she used to train, but she never had been with a bodybuilder or anything. So well,
1: this is one of my friends, like one of my close friends who was one of my –
2: We never one, we yeah. never broke up, but there was one day where we came really, really, really close. Yeah, and, and yeah. one of my
1: best friends who was the groomsman one of my grooms at my wedding had to like – was after this scenario happened and Melissa left the house and then I was talking to him and he calls her and he's like, hey like this once once the show's over he'll be back to normal I swear like he always does this when the shows is he's not like he still loves you it's just when the show's done he'll be back to normal I promise and she's like I don't fucking care you know yeah
3: yeah yeah
0: it um it's funny when me and my wife got back together when we were broke we broke up for like a year she did like three shows and when we got back together it was so much better because when I competed, she understood. She's like, I get it now. It's okay. Well,
2: well, that's why I started. Yeah. Cause after he did Ottawa's and I kind of, I then could, I, I, I didn't really know much, but I could look at Ian on stage and grasp the fact that this man had extreme potential and that it would be yeah. a waste for him not to continue with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly thought if, if I went through another one of these preps with him, like the way it was before, we wouldn't last. And I, to- yeah. I said that to him after the show, he was like, what should we do? And I was like, I'm never gonna tell you not to do this. I will tell you, you have to do this, but I don't know if we're gonna make it. Yeah. And, uh, I had watched the Olympia that year and I think Nicole Wilkins won. Just yeah. And I was obsessed with her as every friggin' girl that does figure is. But I, I said to him, I was like, I think I need to prep with you next year. To, to get it, to to have some perspective, so I can understand what you're trying to tell me that I can't emotionally feel from you or understand in me. So that's how I picked my first amateur show around when his provincials were the next year, and we prepped together in 2014.
0: So had you not started competing, you guys might not be together.
2: I don't. I don't think we would have be still be together. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah. There's a good chance. Yeah.
0: Well, I just, the only reason I say that is because I feel, I've always said this to people. People are like, I don't get why you're so upset or so whatever. Like, I don't understand why you're in that zone. Like you, all you did was reduce your calories and whatever. And I'm like, I can't explain it to you. It's just a different. And I tell people, you just have to do it.
2: But, but you know what? I think so early on, I was so sure that he was like my person in life. Mm. I would have like, I would have competed just to get perspective. Just to so
3: figure it
0: out, yeah.
2: Because we both knew super early on that we were mm-hmm. going to be together.
0: Why? Um, Why? It's, <laughs> the, <laughs> gonna no, no,
2: it's that cheesy thing when you meet someone and you've spent three days with them and you feel like you've known them for 20 years. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever been so comfortable around another human, let alone man, as I was with him. He get guys- everything and like Hold
0: everything out of me. Did you guys have a lot of relationships previous to each other?
2: No. No. We, we each had probably like one, serious? one serious
3: relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then
3: like okay. just little
1: short ones, but then one serious one each. Yeah.
0: So how does life around your house work? Is it who does the cooking? Who does who throws out the garbage? Is just normal stuff. Do you guys share everything, or is somebody taking care of the other more?
1: At this point now, I think we we both just cook our own food. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that like you know, during prep sometimes we'll share, like if I cook a bunch of rice, she'd eat some or, you know, yeah, of course. Um, but for the most part, no, I mean, but there has been preps where like, I think earlier this year or last year or something, there has been preps where she has cooked the majority of my food for an entire prep. Um, but you know, I think we, we strayed away from that cause I never want to like, ask her to cook me food yeah. you know like if there was no food made i didn't want to be like hey can you cook me some rice like yeah. get here, get some rice. <laughs> so like i just i would just like if there wasn't i'm just cooking myself and it would just kind of transition to me doing it myself you know yeah but we kind of just like we just do that ourselves in terms of stuff around the house i mean i think we both take equal responsibility for stuff i mean i would say she does more of like the cleaning i've never done laundry in my life so I'll who picks
0: her- up who picks up the dog poop
1: and I mean, if it's in the house, that's pretty. <laughs> 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 You're not
4: supposed to say
3: they go in the house. Got
1: a new puppy? Hey, boy. sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry <laughs> we just got a new puppy like three weeks ago. Okay,
0: okay. Just tell me outside. Who picks up the dog shit outside?
1: <laughs> it's whoever's with the dogs or whoever. sees <laughs> it.
2: We don't have rules. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, I get There's
2: it. Responsibility for, you, for you. if you see the dog shit, go pick it
0: up. We if don't. You- we don't have. Me and my wife don't have rules. We just. I think we just fell into like these specific roles like I do all the cooking yeah. she, ta- she takes care of the dog like you know what I mean we just it wasn't like we planned it that way it just kind of happened
4: I think mm-hmm.
2: that that probably does work for the average yeah couple. but like he'll take out the dog sometimes I'll take out the dog sometimes well,
1: especially right now like because we like I just said like our dogs don't shit on the floor just the new puppy okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> the new, our, house is very
3: clean. our house is
1: very clean the the new the new dog right now he's kind of like when he wakes up in the morning, cause we crate all our dogs at six 30 in the morning, every day he wakes up and he like needs to go out. He howls like a crazy bat and
3: actually
1: yeah. you know, crazy and, and wants to go out. So now right now, like we just alternate each day. Like if we hear the dog cry, crying, I'll get up. If it's the next day, I'll be like, babe, and she'll get up. I get you know, it. Kind of like take turns at it. Yeah.
0: You know? So let me ask you this. So you guys are both IFBB pros, but obviously uh, Melissa, you didn't want to be. What were you guys' aspirations before? You know, that's a crazy story if you think about it. You're an IFBB pro and you didn't want to be. Like, that's, you know, other girls are probably really upset by that. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) how? um, What did you want to do before the bodybuilding thing came, or the figure thing came into your life? Was there something else you went to school for, or something else you wanted to do? Yeah, I
2: went to school for neuroscience at Carleton. Oh, Okay. So, I mean, I'm
0: still very, very interested in that field. What is the job that you would get with neuroscience? This is the thing.
2: I never had a specific direction. There's there's tons of things you can do with neuroscience. You can go into medicine, you can yeah. go into research, you can go into pharmacology. There's all these things. You can go into addiction, you can go into therapy, psychiatrist. So, like, I never had pinpointed a specific career. Yeah. Um, started competing. <laughs> I knew I wanted to finish my degree but I think it it almost I used it as an excuse to not have to pick a career
0: I see does it feel and please don't take this the wrong way Uh does it feel like a step down going from a neuroscience major to being a a figure pro no because that seems like it's a pretty significant degree to have
2: yeah and I don't think that I won't ever use it I think okay lucky to be in a place right now that I get to do something that is what I'm super passionate about. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's a step down. I still am using my brain every day. It's not like I'm
4: like all of a
0: sudden. No, no, I didn't. I, like I said, I didn't mean it in a derogatory way. I just meant it like, so you can still do both basically. Like you can still, this is something you're passionate about, but you still can pursue that goal in life if you want to.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's a thing with going to university these days, you get an undergraduate degree and it, you have to go back and get more if you actually want yeah. to. So I'm, I'm kind of, I graduated last January. I still haven't figured out if I'm going to go back. I'd like to pay off my other degree before I, yeah. a new one, you know? Yeah. So no, I don't, I don't feel like that that's gone out of my life yet. So.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. And Ian, are you always, were you always like bodybuilding centered? Like this is something you always wanted to do.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, like, I think I didn't really have, I think it kind of like when it came a thing for me, like I didn't really have a lot of direction and then it was just like something and I'm like, I put everything into it, you know, like from day one. I mean, you know, I went to to college after high school, you know, for like a fitness related, you know, field. But that was kind of like always what I was into. Um, But like, you know, I was going through the motions. Like I was doing personal training and, you know, stuff like that, working at, you know, corporate gyms and stuff like that and working at supplement stores, you know, like a, a lot of people do when they start in this. Um, but you know, once I made the decision that this is what I want to do, like, that's what I did, you know?
0: Yeah. I was kind of the same way. I was in school, but it, did, did you, I didn't finish. Did you finish university or college? Me? Yeah. No. You decided to just go into the bodybuilding thing.
1: Like, I was two, two years into it. And then like, once like the bodybuilding, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Then I was like, fuck school. This is what I'm doing.
0: We have the same story. It was like yeah. exactly two years. And I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. I just want to be a bodybuilder. That's all I want to do. That's it. Yeah. You so you didn't have a plan B, is that because I attribute? People ask me sometimes like how I because I only started bodybuilding when I was twenty, so I kind of it was kind of fast for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, not as fast as you. You turned pro at like twenty three or something, didn't you?
3: That was yeah,
1: twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, twenty three.
0: Okay, well, I thought it was fast. I <laughs> I thought it was fast for me at the time, but I always attributed it to not having a plan B.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Just putting everything into this one thing. And kind of making it happen—is that kind of how you feel about it? Like you just had no other. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean that's no you know it was just like that was that was the only thing in my mind. There was no like oh if this doesn't work out I'm gonna you know go back to school or I'm gonna do this. It was like this is going to work and this is what I'm gonna do. It was like there was not even a, another thought. You know I didn't even yeah. think of like a plan B. You know?
0: um, I have some quick hitter questions I want to ask you about um, that people kind of like so. I don't know if you guys seem like you could probably have a relationship that's not very tumultuous. So yeah. I don't know if this is going to work, but I want to know how often Ian sleeps on the couch.
2: Never. Do you
0: guys, okay. Do you guys fight? Cause please tell me you fight at least sometimes.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> no, because I had, I had Steve Kuklo on and he was like, I asked him how often, like if him and Amanda fight and he was like, no, we never fight. And I'm like, oh, this is so boring. I'm like, I fight all the time.
1: No, we fight. I mean, we fight. We we have normal fights about stupid shit. Or yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, we had a a fight last week or two weeks ago. (laughs) You know, that was reasonably significant. I mean, you know, normal shit. But no, I don't think.
2: Listen, I've slept in the guest bedroom before.
0: That's what I'm talking about. How often does that happen?
2: That's that's like. Okay, so. Ian doesn't. Ian doesn't like to like the rule for Ian is like we always sleep in the same bed no matter what. Okay.
4: Even
0: even if you're fuming. Yes. Okay, we usually don't
1: go to bed mad. That's only happened like maybe maybe three times. Five times. Okay, three to five times.
0: (laughs) I think the truth is probably somewhere a little up for that.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You know, a few times that's happened where we've gone to bed angry and and whatever the, you know, argument was was wasn't resolved that day.
2: Ian still wants to sleep in the same bed when the argument was I can't do it. I need to sleep somewhere else or else I can't fall asleep. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's how I am.
2: But he doesn't like it. So he'll come in in the middle of the night and be like, What are you doing? Come back. I'll go in. Because
1: usually, like, she'll be in the bed and then I'll just get in bed and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night. She's gone.
0: She's pissed off at you. Yeah, see, that's (laughs) all that
1: happens. She always goes to bed before me. So she'll go to bed in our bedroom and then I'll get into bed and fall asleep. And then I'll wake up, like, to take a piss at three o'clock in the morning and she's gone. I'm like, (laughs) like, I I walk to the guest room. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And she's like, you no. Know? Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck back in the bed. And she's like, no. So I'm like, you know, usually she'll get up and come back, and yeah. she's half asleep, and she's not like mad at that point, so she'll come back and into the bed. But I,
0: I learned um, in our relationship, I used to be like, if we fought, I would have to fight until the fight was over.
3: Me too. That's me.
0: Yeah, but I learned like it was probably a little later on, like 32, 33, maybe. I learned this is not working because. No sometimes the fights will just carry on. It's like four in the morning and you're still fighting. And I'm well, it's like,
1: also like, when you're trying to like keep the fight going to resolve it, sometimes that, that itself makes it never resolved. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah it makes it worse.
1: It's like, yo, let's chill when she's ready or whenever When people have kind of calmed down, then things will resolve themselves. Um, but I mean, yeah, sometimes I push it too hard to want to resolve it yeah. and it just makes it worse. You know,
0: I found honestly me and my wife are in such a good place that way. It's like, if we fight, she would literally just go upstairs and go to sleep. Yeah. And I'll just either sleep on the couch in the basement or I'll sleep in the guest room or something. But like, it's weird. It's like when we wake up in the morning, it's like, we didn't even fight. Yeah. We're just like, we're over it. Like we slept it off kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I stopped doing that whole thing where I'm like, we, no, we got to fix it.
2: Yeah. We had to learn that because I think I'm, I'm very much a space person. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to talk when things are heated. I think it's yeah. stupid.
1: And then, but then it makes me bad because all
2: he, he doesn't like when I walk uh, away from fights. Yeah,
1: I get mad at so that. I yeah. get
0: pissed off at that too.
2: <laughs> so angry. Yeah, so that. we have to learn how, and he's a lot better now. I think he sometimes will like catch himself and they'll be like, okay, you know what? Let, let her go. Yeah. And it's, you're right. It's a lot better.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I've always been so emotional about like if there's a fight going on, it's like I have to fix it. And I would never ever could. I don't know how I got to this place where. I just let her go now. She'll just go. She's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm going upstairs. Yeah. And I just let her go. And somehow, I don't even know how it happens. We both wake up in the morning and we realize whatever we're fighting about is ridiculous. And we don't, we just don't care anymore. We're like, okay, whatever. That's how what go-
1: you, you, know, we'll go to bed. If, we're, if we do go to bed, Matt, we'll wake up in the morning. We kind of like look at each other or like, you know, kind of like smile or laugh a bit. And they're like, oh,
3: okay, fuck, it's fine. You know?
0: I think there's a thing where you realize no matter what happens, you're probably never going to leave this person. Yeah. So it makes whatever fight you're having just completely insignificant. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. But sometimes when you're so mad, it's so hard to say
0: <laughs> that. I know. <laughs> you're
2: like, and then you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh yeah, this is our life. So like, what, what's the point of this fucking earth? That's
0: what I mean. Like, you're like, okay, well you're not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. So yeah.
2: 100%.
0: Um, okay. Favorite movie. Cool. Sep- separate and together.
2: God, that's such a bad question. <laughs> Why? Cuz there's so many movies. I don't know. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, a... fine. Fu- uh American Gangster. Okay, that's a good movie.
2: You must <laughs> have one. You are crazy about movies.
1: Yeah, I watch but the thing is I watch too many movies. That's it it's like hard to pick one.
2: I really like Fracture. That's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. I've watched it probably like 5 times and I still love have it. Have you seen that movie?
0: I think so. Well, who's in that again? I know I. I'm almost positive. I, I'm like you. I watch a ton of movies.
1: Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. Good movie. Yeah,
0: it's good. like five or six years old. No more.
3: It's oh, probably like 10. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But it's, it's good. Think, you know what? What do you guys do? Okay, so you're both competitors. Do you guys? Do you guys drink? Do you guys go to bars? Do you do anything like that, or is it more like movie night?
1: She'll like she'll go drink with her girlfriends and stuff. Like you know, drink wine with her girlfriends. I'm not. I don't really. I'm not much of a drinker. Like, I
2: try to get him drunk, but it never works. So. Why? Cause he doesn't drink alcohol.
1: And even when I do drink, like
2: he's too good for it.
1: Uh, <laughs> even when I do, do start drinking, I'll drink like two drinks and then I just like get sidetracked. And I just like, you know, it's like, I never get into it enough to like keep going with it. I mean, there might be like two times a year where I'll get like buckled, but other than that, it's that's yeah,
4: our, like bur-
2: our birthdays every year. Cause our
1: birthdays are a week apart. So we like friends, oh, really? we always celebrate kind of like all together. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's the, the birthdays are end of November beginning of December so it's never competition season Yeah, yeah. so that's probably the only time once a year when Ian and actually get.
1: that's it usually yeah, yeah. get litty. and then last year obviously we got married I had my bachelor party I mean stuff like that <laughs> my bachelor party I was drunk for two days straight and stuff like that and the wedding <laughs> I, drunk the wedding but, uh, but I mean yeah no other than that maybe we, once a year
2: together we like to go to the movies we yeah. do that a lot we yeah. go out to dinner a lot
1: and we have other friends that are like you know, one of them competes, one doesn't, you know, we go over there and, you know, eat food, hang out with their kid, you know, go see movies with them, have a barbecue, that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I have a couple more questions before I let you guys go. One is for Ian. Uh, How do you stay shredded all the time? (laughs) I I like, I've never seen you like out of shape. So is your diet? I just want to know about your diet. Is it like, are you one of these guys who's like, counting every calorie all year round, or are you just genetically blessed that way?
1: No, I, I, I stay on diet all year round.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. I mean, but he's not like, I listen, I've seen bodybuilders, for example, Roman Fritz, that are like crazy. Yeah. About, well,
0: no one's like, <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I'm not on that. no, but yeah. Ian is a balance of staying on diet and being blessed that he could yeah. probably eat McDonald's twice a week. And, and eat all his six other meals and he would still stay shredded. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it, it depends. I mean, like last offseason, I, I think I got the most out of shape I'd been, um, which probably had something to do with, you know, Toronto. I had to really push hard to get in shape for that one and kind of maybe had that like, tired look.
3: Yeah. But
1: I think, yeah, no, I, like I, I definitely don't ever, there's never a point in my life where I just like wake up and just like eat whatever I want. Like I've never right. had that. Like no if it's like I have a meal out, like I'll eat, five good meals and then I'll go out and eat one shitty six meal. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I eat on diet, like measured good meals all year round, you know, this year, especially I've been doing cardio like 30, 25, 30 minutes every day, you know? Yeah.
0: Even so awesome. you don't, so you don't have a day where you just say, fuck it all. And you just eat whatever you want all day long. I, I haven't done that in.
2: He would have an anxiety. Attack. I haven't
0: done that. In <laughs> <six>. <laughs> Are you serious?
1: No. I, I did that. that where I, eat, I ate at least like four structured, clean bodybuilder meals, at least four in over 10 years
0: i think for the first 10 years of my career every sunday was just a day off well, i can't it was just as much I, crap as possible i
1: just can't like i just i'll mentally crumble if i do that you i know? think
0: me and melissa i think me and melissa have the same eating habits oh
1: yeah <laughs> a lot like you and i eating i think yeah like what I mean, one a very emotional eater and two like she can just like let it go like it
3: drop the hat i can't do that
0: are you did you say you are an emotional eater melissa Yes, i, I totally am too like if i'm upset yeah. like if me and my wife get in a fight she will go away and not eat for like four hours and i'm like off okay. my diet
2: i don't eat when when we fight or when i'm stressed well,
0: not like, when we fight but you know I'm what i mean
2: tired yeah or like a bit sad oh my god i'm gonna just <laughs> like
1: I can't. see i'm the opposite if i'm like stressed or sad i would be like i find it harder to eat like i never miss meals but like I don't want to eat. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like if I'm like upset, like I'll just be like, oh fuck, I gotta eat. You know, like I don't want to, and, like I'm sad. I just want to like lay in bed, you know, where she'll like, you know, be getting like snacking little things. or. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, Bake cookies. She bakes cookies yeah. and ice cream. <laughs> 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 what's
0: your, what's your, uh, what's your go-to cheat when you do cheat, Ian?
1: Me? <sighs> I mean, I am I love anything ice cream. So for sure, like if I'm going to eat a meal, like say I'm going to go out and have like a burger and fries or something, like go eat Five Guys or McDonald's or something like that, I'm always going to like, you know, stop, um, you know, Dairy Queen, get a blizzard. Or like we live in a like a little like kind of like rural community where we live now. Um, and they have like a local like creamery here that makes their own ice cream. That's like the best ice cream you've ever had. So since okay. we moved here, that's definitely like my go-to now,
0: you know. Okay. And Melissa, I don't know if I should – is there one cheat meal you can pick? <laughs> For those of you, is there one that you like, or is it just like you need a block of time to just have all your favorites? Oh
2: God. Yeah, if you could
3: just pick
0: one.
2: If I had to pick one, wait, like, do I get to pick a meal and dessert? Sure. You
0: don't have to pick one. You can just tell people the truth. Like you're like me and you just need a block of like two or three hours.
2: I am an extreme foodaholic. Like yeah. it's a problem. Okay. <laughs>
0: how <laughs> often how often how often does that happen how um, often does that happen
2: okay so i i honestly would say the normal melissa probably once a week yeah um the melissa for the last 6 months 4 days a week
0: yeah yeah
2: it's been i haven't been well, no, I just started kind of like actually following a meal plan. The last plan. like
1: month or so you've been...
2: And it's it. it's made a really big difference. But, but after the Arnold, I just didn't even want to see a diet plan or a meal plan for... I thought for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. So when I don't have that, it's, it's really bad. Cause I probably won't eat until four o'clock. And then at four o'clock I start like eating a bag of chips or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well that's,
1: that's what she does. Cause she, if she eats crappy the day before <laughs> she wakes up and doesn't want to eat cause she thinks if she doesn't eat, like it'll make it all better. I know. You know. So then she'll wait till like later in the day. And then at that point she's so hungry. She just does it over again.
0: So it's oh like, Oh my God. <laughs> I think, me, you know, me, me and you're exactly the same. I do exactly.
2: Actually, the worst habit. I know. You don't need any yet. I mean, I like to eat chocolate chip pancakes. I like to eat hamburgers. I like to eat sushi. I like pizza. Yeah. I like nachos a lot. I like French fries. I like we should.
0: We yeah. should all. We should all hang out, and then me and <laughs> Melissa can just eat, and you, you, and my wife can sit there and eat like normal yeah. food. Yeah. Oh you know, um.
3: Look at us while we eat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, is there anything you guys want to any message you want to put out there anything before we have a lot to talk I, there's more stuff I want to talk to you guys about, but it's been like an hour so um is there anything you guys want to say or a message you want to put out there before I kind of let you guys go?
3: You're better for I mean,
2: I think over the last year, I've experienced a lot of emotional ups and downs. And I, I want people to know that everyone goes through that shit. That you can even see someone that looks perfect on Instagram, or she's an IFBB pro, or she won the Olympia, or whatever you see. I think everyone experiences these lows, and you have. I, I honestly believe that you have the the capability and the control to pull yourself out and change your circumstances. Yeah. So that's that's probably like the biggest thing that i've learned but and that i think people need to
0: know i think that's really important i think that's why i'm always telling people about little injuries here and there or whatever is going on with me because i don't think people realize like when they see a picture of ian and there's the, or they see a picture of you and you guys are like you know in perfect shape i don't think they realize there's stuff going on behind the scenes that they don't think about
2: yeah
0: totally so um
3: right and we fight like everybody else. Yes. Except for Steve Buffalo <laughs> oh, because he doesn't fight.
2: That's <laughs> no bullshit!
4: On
0: yeah, that. fuck, fuck you, Steve. You fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, was Amanda on the show with him?
0: No, that's I want to hear
1: her side. I want to hear her side. She would say the same. You think she so say odd. the same? Yeah.
0: I think I actually believe them. Believe it or not, I think I actually believe him.
1: We had this. We were at the they, gym. Remember, they, remember they the people at the gym?
3: They see like
1: we were talking to some older couple at the gym, and they were like, "He was this French guy, and he was talking to Melissa and I." Um, And he was saying that it was, you know, him and his wife have been together for what, 40 years or something?
2: 30 years, yeah.
1: 35 years.
2: And, and he's like, we've never team. had
1: a fight. 35 years, we've never had Come one on. fight. I looked at him like, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> you know, man, we had a fight like two he weeks in. We yeah. literally had a fight two weeks into dating. Like, and you're talking, you've yeah. been 35 years and you haven't had one. Yeah. And he was like, no, i never had a fight in 35 years, you know?
0: In, in that guy's defense, Ian, I think me and you are a little more like, Fiery yeah. than fiery than the average person.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> he he was a very like he's a very like mellow like kind of you know yeah. like Buddha y kind of guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just like a very like you know what do you what's the word yeah, on? No, the word? No, chill. Zen.
0: Yeah. Very. He's very zen. zen, zen, zen yeah.
3: You're like zen kind of like chill guy. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm certainly not.
0: You know what? Actually, now that I I have a, do have another question, just because you're so amped up, <laughs> I want to get I want to get it out before you go. How do you feel about? some of the nonsense shit you see on YouTube and Instagram as far as like dosages or like, as far as protocols, being a coach, does that drive you insane?
1: Yeah, it does. And it's, it's even more frustrating when you get like, I'm sure you've had, you get clients that come to you and you're like, Hey, tell me what you've been taking, you know? And they're like, they tell you the shit they've been taking. It's like twice as much as you've ever taken. And you're like, man, where are you? And they get this from, you know, watching guys on YouTube or online and they think this is what is just normal. So yeah. when then they're like, Hey, like, like, let's bring it down. They're like, well, I can't go down. You know, I'm never going to improve. if I take this. So I mean, yeah, it's obviously it's super frustrating. I mean, you know, I, I think the social media and like the internet and stuff has been like a blessing and a curse, I think in bodybuilding, you know, because yeah. it's, it's given a lot of people a voice, but it's also given a lot of people that shouldn't have a voice, a fucking voice, you know what I mean? And people, yeah, you, you know, now spread this information. That's obviously nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and then you just get like this cyclical of everyone thinks, you know, that this is what guys are doing, and this is what we need to do and to be girls. at that level. And girls. And girls, um, yeah. You know, we've talked to a girl recently that was talking to Melissa, and she was saying because she thought Melissa took injectable tests, that she was going to take injectable tests. And we're like, yo, know, Melissa's never taken any injections of any kind. Like, what are you doing? And this is like an amateur level one figure competitor. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about how she's shooting test propanate, you know? Yeah you're out of your mind and she's doing this because this is what she thinks girls at this level are taking
0: you know well because you have shitty coaches out there that don't really know how to get somebody in shape without filling them full of drugs
2: but don't don't you think that like that's the problem that like people are i don't know if they're like lazy or they're looking for like a quick answer and instead of like looking at someone that has a great physique And thinking like, oh, they must work really hard and have good genetics. They think, oh, no, they're on a whole bunch of
0: gear. Well, no, but I think what happens, what I meant by it, well, I agree with what you're saying, but what I meant by it was sometimes you'll get a coach that has X amount of girls, right? Like they'll have like 30 girls and they've been doing well and they're all winning and they're all this and they'll, all of a sudden, whatever they're doing seems to be the thing. But that coach is only, his girls are only in shape because he's giving them a ton of drugs. So then, so then all the girls that come there after start to think, well, I guess that's the way it has to be. And they don't realize that that guy only got successful because he's filling girls with GH and trend. And I heard of a girl doing trend. I'm like, this girl's doing injectable trend. I'm like, this is out of, it's insane. Crazy. Yeah. So I have a personal question for you though, about this topic. Do you go, okay. I I know you go off. Do you go all the way off or do you do like TRT dose off?
1: No, i right now. Like since Tampa, I've been completely off
0: okay when you go how many done
1: in the past where like i have stayed on done a trt dose and stuff like that um you know if i if like depending on what the timing for the shows is you know if like i did an off season i kind of like have to hop into a prep quick where it's probably more beneficial not to like come down for four weeks and back you know yeah um so there's been instances like that but no like right now i've come completely off and i'll do that and i've been doing like a you know detox diet and stuff to kind of coordinate with it and then i'll start my off season after that
0: how often do you go off in in one year? Do you do it once or twice or three times or how many times?
1: Completely off for a good chunk one time. Yeah. uh, Then I'll have like smaller breaks in in between, but it depends. Like, I mean, you know, I started prepping for Toronto uh, in March and I've been competing since then. Right. So I mean, I had, you know, basically show after show. So no, I never came off. You can't,
0: yeah, you can't. There's
1: times where like I'd pull some things and add some things, you know, like obviously, you know, my, some of the orals and stuff I'd take out for a few weeks and the trend I'd take out or, you know, stuff like this that would kind of come in and out if I had like a few weeks to spare between shows. Yeah. Uh, No, when the season's done then I come completely off, I'll make sure I, you know, clean up, get my blood work done, all that. Uh, And then what I'll do is probably do my off season and then I'll probably do another small break, um, come off everything there before I start prep again.
0: You work? Do you work with Matt Jansen still, or no? No. Who are you working with now? Patrick Tour. How long have you been working with him?
1: Since twelve days before Tampa.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> Does, do you uh, want to get into? If you don't want to get into it, you don't have I'll to get
1: into it. I mean, you know, um,
2: it's better to have the truth out there instead of speculation. Yeah.
0: Well, I uh, didn't even. I didn't even know. Actually, I think somebody told me about this, but I, don't, I didn't know why.
2: I mean,
1: it was just. Do you want to answer this, or should I? Answer? I, I don't know if I can. If you
0: answer. Got, you don't have to answer if you don't want I don't know, to.
1: I like. I, I don't know if I'm like honest with the, my answer enough. Like you know, like okay, I,
0: this. Just season, tell me um, your side of the story. It's okay, fine. So
1: this with this season, obviously there was a lot of like, you know, ups and downs. Like with the Toronto and with the Portugal and stuff like that. You know, there was Vancouver, which is great. And I mean, I worked with Matt for three and a half years. I mean, I have nothing but awesome things to say about Matt as a person and as a coach. And that. I mean, obviously, since what's happened, I hope Matt would still consider me a close friend as I would him. Um, so I, I don't have anything ill to say in, in that manner. But it was, you know, it was just, like, a lot of, like, what ifs this season, you know? Yeah. It was, like, you know, showings where it was, like, you know, if we'd done this a little differently, I could have won Toronto. If we'd done this a little differently, I could
0: have done Oh, one. I see what you're saying.
1: There's a lot of, like, what ifs, you know? And it was, like, it seemed like there was, like, a lot of, like, Guesswork going into these shows when we, you know, when there didn't need to be, Um, you know, and it was just like inconsistency in like in my showings when we already, I figure like we, we should have figured this out by now, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, and like last year I had an awesome season. We got better every show. We learned lots. Um, You know, I had a good Olympia showing. We improved over the off season and, you know, I'll, I'll take a bit of the blame on me. Like, This going into this season, like we talked about, I think I had a lot of self doubt, which made it hard for Matt to do his job effectively. And you know, there was days where like I didn't feel like I looked good, and I didn't want to send updates because I was like, "Ah, I look like shit. I don't want to send an update, you know. So like, I obviously didn't make his job easy for him, you know. Um, But it was just like I just left this season, or after Portugal, uh, which was kind of like the last. What was the last show I worked with Matt? Um, It was just like I felt like I need to try something different to like know if I'm wasting these shows or not, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, I just felt like, you know, I'd see myself in the gym and take certain photos. Like I I just knew I had so much more in the tank than what some of these shows showed, you know, like I'd see myself at certain parts of your prep or, you know, three days out or five days out, you know, I was like, man, like I can win these shows. And then like when, you know, the last minute we do things and it was just like, it wouldn't quite render onto stage, you know? Yeah, So it was like, you know, maybe I'll work with Patrick for a year and I'll, I'll have the same thing. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But like, if I don't try and I don't go somewhere else and try with someone else and get a different kind of input, you know, and different set of eyes on this, I'll I'll sit there wondering what if forever, you know? There's
2: also like a level of professionalism. I don't even know how to say that Professionalism? Yeah, that comes with working with someone that you don't have a personal relationship with. Oh,
0: I agree. 100%.
2: I mean, I am coached by my husband. If Ian looks at me and says, I need photos, and I say, I don't feel like doing it right now. Yeah it usually doesn't happen yeah it's the same with ian and matt and ian needs someone that he's almost a bit fearful to say no to or fearful to
0: upset well no, he's, just, he's just not a friend so it's more professional like yeah it's,
2: and to be honest i think ian can read people very well so if he feels that someone is uh hesitant or i don't want to say guessing because i don't want to put down matt's work but yeah yeah patrick i'm sure Unsure. Patrick before Tampa was like, "Yes, I will take you. Yes, I know what to change. Yes, we can be better. Yes, I got you, man. Let's do this." And it was a completely different
0: two weeks. Well, uh, depending, people ask me all the time, like, "Who's the best coach out there?" And I say, "It doesn't. There's no such thing. It's the best coach for the person." Different for everyone. and if Ian, if as
1: mine and Matt's personal relationship developed and like other things, I think certain things declined in the coaching relationship. You know, I think, you know, last year, not to say last year we were still very good friends and I had a very good season. I don't think that's it. But I think, you know, from my end, like from his end, it was like certain things were like, just let to slide. And for me, I, I let, I did them like that, you know, like not sending photos or stuff like that. Or, you know, updates or being like a little, you know, having some self-doubt and, you know, doubting him in certain aspects, you know, that maybe we should be doing, you know, and kind of questioning things. Um, you know, so it's, I don't think it's all because of the personal relationship development. I think, you know, it, it was just, yeah, it was just time for a change, you know.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, what do you guys, I want to ask you guys if you guys have any advice for any couples out there that are in the same situation you're in? as far as like competing together and they're kind of doing this whole thing together. Do you have any last like advice you want to give out? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with this. You know, this, your guys relationship, I've only seen it go one of two ways. I, I either see it end in disaster, like really early on, or it's like you guys. So, but it's often, oftentimes more than not. It's usually if two people are both competing, I just don't see it end well. So do you guys have any advice for those people who are in that situation?
4: for
2: somehow Um, you need to communicate i think you need to give each other grace in terms of feeling neglected you know what i mean i think you need to learn to not take things personally and i think you just need to remember that your partner loves you and show your partner that you love them throughout this yeah i think
1: there, there just needs to be i i think going into a prep without a certain level of trust kind of built up before it will make it very different, difficult. I agree. I think when we started to really like get into the groove of things, really working with us prepping together and stuff, there was just like a certain level of trust and respect that had already been built, you know? Um, Yeah.
2: Super strong foundation. Yeah.
1: Super strong foundation. So like, you know, when it was like, you know, maybe she's not as affectionate towards me, or I'm not towards her. There's still that trust that I know that she still loves me and wants to be with me no matter what. And the same goes for me towards her.
0: I see and what also- you're saying. So, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to so say, you think, let's say you guys met and you have a show in a month, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to end well. No, Like I'm just saying like that foundation doesn't have time to be built.
2: I've seen a lot of couples that start either in the midst of them both prepping or in the oh. midst of one of them prepping. And it yeah. never lasts. No. So yeah. yeah. I don't
1: think. I think a lot of things too that are making it a lot a very difficult for for people that compete together now, is just like that, this social media generation, I think is very difficult on relationships, you know, yeah. especially if is when a relationship and the trust isn't built and there's maybe a little bit of insecurity there,
3: yeah. you know,
1: it's like so. A guys dating a girl and she's posting her pictures in her posing suit or, you know, yeah. he having, you know, girls watches Instagram stories or whatever it is. I think if you don't have a strong foundation, I think things like that can really be detrimental to it. If you, if you don't have that trust built and you're not hundred percent secure in it, you know, I think, um, I think that's where we see a lot of people you know new relationships fail is you know that insecurity, especially in this world, you know and, and competing, I think everyone's a little got some some kind of insecurities here. I think everyone everywhere does, but yeah. especially in this world, you know yeah. uh, you know, and I think the social media world kind of exasperates that and and can bring it into the relationship for people you know yeah. I think
0: it's probably one of the most important things I've ever heard anybody say about uh fitness industry relationships, if you just give it time to grow. Before you actually compete, you probably have a better chance of lasting. It makes so, so much sense. I've and never we, heard that.
1: But early, but I, you know, I think we were lucky because we knew very early on. So she was, you know, and this is 100% credit to her, not to me, that she was willing to push through that first one, you know, or first two, to you know, and and also was willing to try it for herself because she knew she wanted to be with me, and that she was, you know, willing to go out on a limb and try this for herself to have a better understanding. Um, but if that person's not going to do that, I think you at least need to have that foundation of trust and respect built so that you understand that, you know, even if there is a temporary change in someone's demeanor, that it's not personal to you and that they still love you and, you know, they still want to be with you and that there's, they're just doing it because of, you know, an immediate goal and that they're still there for you, you know?
0: Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think people are going to love this, uh, podcast. I think people got a lot of information out of you guys i uh i appreciate you guys coming on if i want you guys to come on another day how do you guys feel about that
3: yeah of course this was fun i'll do it i think
0: so too it's actually like one of my favorites because i've never had a couple on so it's like it's kind of cool to like hear your guys stories and shit so yeah um i appreciate you guys taking the time uh i will this will probably be up next week so i appreciate you guys taking the time and uh thank you very much
2: thanks Thanks for having us yeah okay guys Yeah, we'll see you, dude.
3: Thank you.